Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. I'm sure it comes to no surprise to you longtime listeners that Revenge of the World Podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. That's right, LoneStarButtons.com. Are you experiencing flights of fancy, delusions of grandeur? Do you want to get an idea off to other people by saying, Hey, look at this fucking disc on my clothing that's all badass and makes you want one of your own? I know, you're probably saying, Gorag, are you fucking high right now? No kids, I'm not high. I'm just talking about Lone Star Buttons. Lone Star Buttons is a custom pin-on-button company, and they will take your design and make it a reality. All of Lone Star Buttons products are made in the USA at a reasonable cost, and they're offered in multiple sizes and shapes. The owner of the company, Adam Stimpy Jones, has been in the business for going on two decades. So he's got tons of experience, and he's easy to work with. A very reliable dude that will get your shit done on time. Make sure to mention Revenge of the World, and he'll throw in some extra buttons. Adding that to his already below market prices. To get in contact with Adam Stimpy Jones, all you gotta do is either visit LoneStarButtons.com, or you can send that hairless wolverine an email at info at LoneStarButtons.com. You could also go old school and call that mofo at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorak sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. Also, as a reminder, if you want to take part in the podcast, that being sending in friend questions, news items, or just general conversation, we read everything that goes to rotwpodcast at gmail.com, so go ahead and drop us a line. Coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast with your host, Gabriel, that dude Dieter, bitchin' Brennan Birch, and tonight's guest, Brenda Valdivia. Valdivia. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to Revenge of the World, episode 88. I'm your host. You can't do the show without me, Gabe Dieter. And with me, as usual, is bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hello, hello. Yeah. And for the first time in the studio, Brenda, how do you say your last name? <laughs> Valdiv- Valdivia? Valdivia? Valdivia. 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 Yeah. Damn it. Should have went with the Transylvanian. Uh, Valdivia. 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 <laughs> I think that's a new one. Nobody's ever... It's very rare people get my name correctly. <laughs> yeah. I know the struggle. Mm. <laughs> Brennan Birch. So, yeah, it's... it's. I, I grew I grew up in uh, Dayton, Texas, being known as Brandon Borch. So, Ooh. yeah. Not even kind of right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds I've, like a soup. I've yeah, gotten, it does, doesn't it? I've gotten Grable before. Yeah, Grable. Grable I, Dilder. It's not even a real name. <laughs> I once worked uh, on phone service, like online... No, not online, but phone customer service. Right. And I went an entire day that nobody got my first name right. I was called Deborah, Deborah, 
Belinda. <laughs> Deborah's not even a real Deborah. name. <laughs> Melinda. And I, I remember this woman said, like, Belinda? And I said, no, uh, uh, Brenda. She goes, Blender? <laughs> <laughs> Blender. Fuck? I was like, now I know oh. you're just you're no. just messing with me. Being a dick. <laughs> um, so you run Mockingbird Podcast Network, mm-hmm. or is it just called Mockingbird Network? Yeah, we're the Mockingbird Network. Uh, we're focused on Houston uh, arts and culture, and, and mostly in podcast form. But we are going to have the uh, Space City Chronicles, which is a, a show in Houston. Um, it's a, a live television show, and they're going to be on our network as well. They're Actually, they officially joined us last week, but we're still preparing their website and stuff. Oh, oh okay, that's cool. <laughs> but so yeah, we're we're expanding quite a bit. You're like a full service network. I, then it's more like I realized that all my friends were doing all these amazing projects, and I just spent a year walking around going, "Somebody should connect these people together," and just putting my hands on my hips, like, "When are <laughs> when is somebody gonna fix this problem?" And uh, it finally hit me that. I me <laughs> I yeah. should do it because I don't I didn't know who else was going to do it because we have amazing venues. I will mm-hmm. say this, Houston is completely underrated when it comes to comedy venues. Um and uh station has been very kind to me to like pretty much let me grow and and develop as a comedian uh and taught me how to grow a community. Uh because when I first started there was maybe 20 people there. Huh. Um and that was Four years ago, and since then, I think they reached over three hundred people now. Wow! Um, so they your mic's fading out. Could you point it towards you? Perfect. There yeah, you go. sure. And <laughs> um, um, but they basically just by doing what they do uh, taught me that if you just get people together in a room, they're gonna make it happen. What I do is, is very little compared to what everybody else does, right. simply because they're producing it. I'm just um, I'm just being a kind of a a spider, I guess, directing like, traffic. Yeah, I'm just like pushing everybody together. It's like you kiss now. Is it hard to wrangle comedians? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have it's a, a lot feeling. of personalities. It's not so much personalities. It's just more like there's there's so much you have to do just to prepare a show that once the show is over, the preparation of putting it on the internet, like all the technical stuff, mm-hmm. that's what slows a lot of people down. Um, because I've seen people put on amazing hour long shows with a band and music mm-hmm. and, and you have different guests and all this stuff. And then they have this beautiful bobble and then it just sits on a shelf because they don't know how to upload it. Right. That's it. So that's why I, I started doing this. It's like, well, you made it for the purpose of uploading it. I can do that for you. That's really cool. Yeah. So like, did you, uh, study at station at all? Uh, yeah, I was the first intern there. Okay. Um, when Station was the new movement, um, they were at Avant Garden on right. the second floor, and it's this tiny, hot-ass room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept going, and they said, well, if you watch the door and just take money, we'll let you take classes for free. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, I could do that. And then I just watched all the show anyway, just mm-hmm. standing, um, because the room was so small. <laughs> So right. it wasn't a big deal just to do it. And so I ended up graduating from station about a year later. Um, and I've been with them ever since. I love beta and I'll go mm-hmm. check out shows at beta and, and other venues. But station's always been my home. Right. So I just stay there. 
awesome. the couch in the green room because it's the funnest place to be. <laughs> awesome. I've always wondered if there, were, there was some sort of like beef between like the improv theaters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's we're such theater. Ner- the thing about improv is that you have to be a kind of a theater nerd. Yeah. You have to be kind of a dork because you're going on stage and you're being very positive. You're saying, yes, Anne, and mm. we're going to do this. But it, most of the time, it's also like floundering on the floor, holding people up, being right. really physical, like humiliating yourself, mm. just letting yourself completely fall apart. And um, there's so much teamwork that has to happen and so much trust that if you know anybody from beta would ever show up and it's like we're we're thrilled because right. it just means we have one more person to flop around on stage on right. with um so uh, i always love seeing people at um station from beta and i always love going to beta because a lot of the people i graduated uh station with uh, stephanie fisher and ned gale mm-hmm. were in a graduating troop called doctor cop and they went over to beta just because they wanted to do some other like projects because the thing about station is that it's so massive and time is so limited because you only have uh, a few shows per week that you you got to go somewhere so station is really more of a learning community so they expect you that once you graduate um they don't tell you to get out they're like go do right go do so it's that's uh that's what we do hmm. we go did see i think the positivity thing that's why i never really continued on with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you've ever listened to this show yeah no not, I, not, not much of that happening <laughs> well i kind of get that i i have depression and add and anxiety and um you're in the right place yeah <laughs> the show's called revenge of the world for pete's sake i mean if you want a glittery uh outlook on life you've come to the wrong place it's- yeah yeah i've i've made it i've realized very quickly that if i even did improv a year before I would not have been mentally stable enough to do it. Wow. Because wow. it was my depression was too strong. Mm-hmm. And even this year has been pretty tough. Yeah. Really? It's like, yeah, because it just changes. Like it, and depression for the most part it's just chemical reactions in your mm-hmm. brain. So um I can have an amazing week and still think like I I don't I don't wish I was dead, but I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I literally just had that week. So I am oh, right yeah. there with you. Yeah. I had that week two weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yes. And it's always weird because, you know, you have all these people, these outsiders are like, oh, I wish I could make you feel better. It's like, oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> right? It's like now I just feel bad for feeling bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, I kind of, like, I had a really, on paper, I had a great week last week. Yeah. But like, there's, there was like literally no reason for me to have gotten as low as I did. But, you know, just for whatever reason. You know, I mean, things were going great. I got my day for night ticket. Uh, I got a bunch of commissions for paintings. Like, uh, you know, things ended up working out. I'm going to be in an art show. And, you know, a lot of good stuff happened. And, like, just for whatever reason, like, I just fell down the hole for a couple of days. And, man, it it was really, really difficult. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Oh, yeah. I was at a pool party. I was like, (laughs) I think I'm going to cry, but I don't know why. (laughs) I'm just going to sit on this rock for a while. You should have gotten in the water because I was in the water at a pool party. That's the best place to cry because nobody can really tell (laughs) you're already wet. See you. I was floating around for a while and everyone's like, Brenda's being so cavalier. (laughs) I wish I was dead. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no, there's no fucking reasoning for any of it. Mm. And that's how, like, I try to explain that. I I call them normies because I don't know how to, how else to put it. Yeah. (laughs) But I was diagnosed with unipolar depression, Hmm. which is, None of the highs of manic depression. Right. 
Um, but it also means like the way the therapist described it to me, he put his hand up like above his head and said, for most people, the highest happiness they can hit is around here. And then he like put his hand close to his chin. He goes, this is the cap for you. Wow. God damn. Oh, and he goes, it's, and he just said, there's your, your brain chemistry right now doesn't allow you to be happier than this. And that's why you have unipolar depression. Hmm. We can help you like push that ceiling up. So the highs are a little higher and it'll help you carry through the lows. But right now you're, you're just low. Wow. <laughs> that, that's pretty bad to hear that from a medical professional. This is as much as you're going to get. Oh, how, yeah. yeah. How depressing is it <laughs> to hear that? Oh, it it wasn't. It, I, it actually felt better because I was like, oh, this is a real thing. Somebody is validating that the way I, I wonder how, because I would be in, in happy birthday occasions and like anniversaries and, and shit for other people. And I would think I should be happier than this. And I'm not. And I know I love these people and right. I know they're great, but I, I don't. Uh, uh. <laughs> and he, and he just kind of validated. It. He's like, no, that's, that's real. You, what you're experiencing is real and it's not your fault. It's just something that's happening in your brain right now. And right now, you know, now that we've acknowledged it, we can do something about it, right. which is great. Um, and it took therapy and it took time and it took medication. And uh, but knowing that's how I was, it, it was better. Right. Because, you know, at least it was the truth. I can work with the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a shit, such a shit week. Yeah, it happens. It, it happens, happens yeah. to the best of it us. to everybody. Don't look at me. <laughs> so how horrible is your life hey. going, Gabe? <laughs> One out of three people yeah. had a great week. There you go. <laughs> so you're the guy they're always talking about on the vacation commercial. Great. Uh, uh, it explains know, the white tuxedo and top hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, we got pretty heavy pretty quick, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we did. <laughs> we haven't had that in a while. That's kind of a breath of fresh air. Thank you. This is actually best. really good, though, because like... Uh, Earlier, you know, I have a new segment where I talk about something horrible or crazy that happened called Murder and Mayhem. Sweet. And uh, I was going to talk about the Pasadena serial killer, Dean Coral, but I'm glad that I decided not to. I love Dean Coral. Oh, <laughs> dude. Sorry, man. <sighs> okay. Well, I don't love him. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his house is like five miles from here. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Road trip. Let's, let's pack up the... <laughs> Do people live there? Uh, yeah, there's a family that lives there. I don't, I don't they think must they... must get so fed up with... Yeah, just, just people cruising stoners by. and punks <laughs> showing up and just pointing at the house. So, like, That's where it happened. Yeah. They're just trying to have their kid's birthday party in the front yard. No, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, they must have had a great deal in that house. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they. I'm sure they have a really hard time like moving that house. Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, I I saw there was a uh, this kind of along the same lines. Uh, Unsolved mysteries mm-hmm. where Matthew McConaughey played the uh, the murder victim. Of the uh, what? the the flasher that that shot him really it, it happened in Pasadena like uh, off of uh, like close to Queens and like Allendale yeah that area over well, there that's kind of over where Dean Crowell used to live huh yeah yeah well this guy was flashing children yeah I remember the, the Pasadena flasher he used You're to go right? to he used to go to Southmore too over there like oh really yeah because my sisters went to school there while that was going on. Well, apparently, Matthew McConaughey, I don't know the guy's name, uh, 
caught him and and approached him and told him to leave and the guy just pulled out a rifle oh out God. of his truck and started shooting him up wow oh man and his his mom came out and uh was like screaming yeah and uh Good performance by McConaughey. Yeah, really bringing it in <laughs> for kept, the Unsolved he Mysteries. Kept, he kept walking as he as he kept getting shot. Wow. And uh, I don't know. That's on YouTube, is it? It's not It's not the same. Guy. I gotta look this yeah. up. I yeah. used to love Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, me, me too. too. I was I love, a total weirdo. I loved all UFOs. All... I have the box set of yeah. UFOs. <laughs> there was like all it was these... really fun. Oh, man. There was all these UFO books and uh, cryptozoology books in my elementary school. Yeah. I was just obsessed with them. Yeah, and me I, too. I couldn't bring them home because my mother's a Jehovah Witness. So, oh. like, anything even remotely non-Jehovah Witnessy was, like, out. So I would just uh, just sneak into the library and just mm-hmm. check out all these books. And the library knew knew I was a weirdo, so she was like, "Yeah, just go sit in the corner and read your weirdo books, little weirdo." <laughs> You're so in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Do your own personal book reports. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a UFO on Unsolved Mysteries that took place in. Channel View, right? Uh, it was Dayton. That's the Cash Landrum incident. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I know people that are related to the Landrums. Do you know of this case? No. Yeah, uh, this was, uh, what was it was the eighties, wasn't it? It was nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah uh, there was a UFO abduction where uh, I guess like these people were driving down the road and they saw a bright light and it was like a uh, two women and a child and the woman like one of the women was like that's Jesus coming to get us like they thought that was the rapture and it turned out to be a ufo and they suffered like all this like radiation burns and stuff and like that the He's lady like, that got out of the car to look at it she died uh pretty soon yeah. afterwards but she got radiation yeah. burns and, and the, the person inside the car got less burned and she took longer to she, die she died 20 years to the day from when it oh happened. yeah yeah and uh what? yeah there were like black helicopters that came in from austin and took them back for questioning it was like this whole thing and where the where the ufo stopped they yeah. completely removed that asphalt and replaced it yeah what the hell yeah pretty crazy how did i not know about this <laughs> uh, this should be like the biggest houston story i want to go there take <laughs> photos have uh, my prom there like that sounds amazing um, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> too old for prom okay. <laughs> Completely t- but i will make it happen let's have one anyway <laughs> that's insane i can't believe i've never heard that story the majority of of ufo stories i hear are from mexico my mm-hmm. grandfather uh recently passed but he told me that he saw a ufo um and these are like re- completely remote regions in mexico right. um huge desert areas and this was Let's see. He said he saw it during the late seventies, early eighties. So it must have, like, even to get to the villages where they lived would have been a huge hike. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the roads weren't even paved yet, but they would see lights dancing in the sky. And at first, they thought it was a plane, but they would see it moving in right angles and yeah. just making loops, and then it would disappear and reappear. And um, they would just call them uh, estrellas. Just they would call them stars. Until they start like shaking and vibrating, and wow. then just people would go outside and just get drunk and just watch the sky because <laughs> there's no television. What are you gonna do? Yeah, so let's go watch the UFOs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure good. it's been done since the dawn of time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, fucking good talk, guys. Uh, you want to go to some news? Yeah, sure, let's do it. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. 
Okay, so first story of the day. Twitter might be sold, mm. possibly to Google. Oh. Mm. <laughs> nice, nice reactions, guys. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. Um, uh, I'm not a big fan of Twitter. I know it's big in the comedy world. Are you... I'm not. I'm terrible it? at it. I, really? I'm more of a Facebook person. I just it it just seemed like there's profiles you can look mm. at people's profiles, but with Twitter you just see like text. Yeah, and that's it. So it it didn't seem too appealing. And the way the uh, the feed was, it, mm. it to me even now seems so not intuitive. So yeah, yeah. It, it made I, sense when it was just like you know kind of time sensitive, but, mm-hmm. but now it's not anymore. Yeah, now it's just kind of all over the place. So I never got too deep into Twitter. My so- Twitter is literally me just yelling at the GOP every single day. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time they post something. Yeah, well, you're still running Donald Trump for president. <laughs> like, oh, man. It, it's bad. It's it's embarrassing, really. I should delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look like one of those crazy people that I hate. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. I tried to not say the phrase patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> But I can feel it. Like, I can feel it coming through my fingers. Like, no, just leave it alone. <laughs> I don't know what the patriarchy is. Uh, that's cool. Um, so, like, so Google is, like, the main... That's 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 who was brought up in the story. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that it was owned by... Uh, who is it? Well, not Wells Fargo. What the fuck? There, there, there was a member of the Goldman Sachs board Goldman that's on Sachs. the board. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, like, pro- like, formally owned by Goldman Sachs, is it? Not sure. Yeah. No, I, I think there were like there were like eleven like primary you know kind of like a board, but it yeah. wasn't. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, I I don't really like the idea of any large tech company being bought by a larger tech company. That so I, I think the monopoly thing is never really it never works out for anybody, and especially like considering that the way that people use Twitter, you know. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the last time anybody's used Google Plus. And I know they're gonna desperately try to combine that yeah. with with Twitter, and it's like great two applications I don't use. Google Plus was a graveyard, man. It's, it's it, it, it looks like an abandoned shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they like they just uh, like whenever like a new community springs up, but then they run out of money halfway through building it. Yeah, that's what Google Plus <laughs> is like to me. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the the mall from that uh, that Tim and Eric movie. They can't even mow yeah. the yard anymore. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just sad. Um, yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what the implications would be. I mean, Twitter is such a massive. And the thing is, like, it's used by certain people in the United States, but it's very, very popular and outside of mm-hmm. the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the fastest way to travel um, any information. Right. Because with Facebook, they use algorithms to show you the posts that are most popular. Mm-hmm. And more insidiously, they'll, like, show you posts that will make you stay on so usually happier posts so that's why you see all these cat photos and videos of like babies being thrown in the air i don't yeah. know um that stupid tasty those videos oh uh, god <laughs> it's so dumb and i watch them all <laughs> it's terrible it's the stupidest thing and i have like 20 of them saved right now because <laughs> i'm never going to cook i am oh never going god. to make homemade churro ice cream sandwiches ever oh, but i like watching make- uh well i'll be over at six so <laughs> better have that shit ready um yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, Google is on the cusp of everything futuristic, it yeah. seems like. So, I don't know. Well, Maybe. they're not perfect. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The Google I'm Glass not saying is a that. big indicator of that. Yeah, that they, yeah. 
that they can get very excited over a couple of missteps like Google Plus and, and Google yeah. uh, Google Glass is probably the biggest example of that. But I don't know what would they even do with Twitter? Like mine for more information? I I guess uh, you know make their ability to advertise to you more efficient. That's true. I mean. All I know is that Apple, you know, they patented uh, a humanoid robot and a driverless vehicle that could deploy those humanoid robots. So <laughs> I'm a little more scared of Apple these days. Plus, they took away my headphone jack and my gun emoji. So I'm not your gun. <laughs> I'm not too pleased. With that. They came with my gun, gun emoji, emoji yeah. and I said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they came with the robots. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm man? excited. I'm going to buy an iPhone robots. 5 is what I'm going to do. <laughs> You're going to bridge the gap with some third-party software for emojis. Uh, next story. Uh, uh, China begins operation of a 500-meter radio telescope. It's the largest single-dish um, telescope. Did I say microscope? No, you, said, you said telescope. It. You're right. Oh, good for me. Uh, and it's twice as sensitive as the lex- next largest. Um, it was... It was cool reading the story because a villager that, that lives nearby took a hike over there, mm-hmm. and uh, he called it um, a giant iron walk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's about as racist as I yeah. can get on this episode. <laughs> it's like, this was his chance to finally speak to the world, and that's what he came with. Just something vaguely racist. <laughs> well, he was he was 65 years old. So. Yeah, yeah. And he still made the hike, so good for him. It's true. Well, yeah. is he Chinese? Yes. Then why is he? I think we're just projecting. Walks are amazing. Oh, oh yeah. No, I got nothing against walks I think uh, if I Chinese. had to see that, I'd been like, you know what? We did it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he made the biggest walk ever. He probably threw some eggs on there. And... <sighs> so good. That's exciting, is it, for... Um... To talk to outer space people. Oh, yeah? So, so they're trying to pass up SETI, then. Well, they, they're they definitely trying to overcome, like, everybody else in technology right. in every aspect mm-hmm. you can think of. Right. Uh, I, I don't know what the next largest single-dish telescope is. Might be Let's Arecibo. See, I think the SETI program, that's in Central America? Mm-hmm. Is that where that is? Is it Arecibo? I think so, yeah. 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 And it's not as big as it... I don't think it's been the biggest for 20 years i know there's a couple of different ones there's also a telescope in arizona i think the problem is it's just there's so much noise now right mm-hmm. that it's so difficult to find any places in i guess china would be a great place just because it's a huge landmass right and there was i mean it, they built it between three mountains oh, wow. it was huge and looked pretty isolated that looks amazing. So basically, like in the next Avengers movie, someone's going to be fighting on that thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, sweet. For sure. Can you imagine being near that thing on a hot day? Just Ugh. all the light. <laughs> just it, I, it could destroy a world. Ooh, it maybe look, it's a laser it, it and they're not like telling anybody. Drum. It really did. It looks, oh, cool. I guess. They'll, Is, they'll find life first and uh, destroy it with their laser. Yeah, well, they've been doing quite a bit. Like they're, um, I don't want to say NASA because it's the name of our program, but they're similar program they've been making more and more strides i think they didn't they have like a manned mission like a couple of years ago like some people try to go into orbit i think it was oh, successful yeah, yeah. too they they have their own uh space station yeah that's falling out of the sky okay 
it's baby steps. <laughs> baby steps, yeah. Baby steps for yeah, everybody. No problem. Uh, they'll they'll probably overtake everybody else because they are working with the Russians and Russia. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called Cosmodrome. Have you seen it? Uh, it's it's documenting the Russian space program and how we actually adopted their rockets because they were way better hmm. than ours were. So. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, what we need clearly is another world war <laughs> and have scientists we who are have... committing war crimes and then finally yeah. after it's all said and done quietly get them over our site. Mm, yeah. To rebuild Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh tens of thousands marched against gay marriage in Mexico. Um the report see when I read tens of thousands, I thought maybe twenty thousand because mm-hmm. that's two tens. But uh it was estimated at two hundred and fifteen thousand. Wow. God. That's uh just kind said of a big deal. Hundreds of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. A couple hundred thousand. <laughs> Um, Man. Oh, people are assholes. But that <laughs> estimation was from someone supporting anti-gay marriage. Mm. Or mm. I don't know if you saw there was an iconic photo of a of a little boy standing in the street waiting for the parade to right. hit him. Um, and that was the photo that they used for the uh, pro pro LGBTQ um, community. It there's so much. It, you know, Mexico is such a Catholic country. It's such mm-hmm, a strong right. religious country. Um, when my grandfather passed away, we went to go bury him and it was the first time I was there for thinking at least 10 years just because it's, it's been so unstable to right. go. Um, and just being there, everything is saturated with Catholicism and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything that even vaguely threatens it is just, they don't, they can't handle it. You just can't. You either got to follow this line and you got to be as macho and as feminine as you can be and you better get married and you better have a ton of kids because that's what the church wants right. and how dare you question it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not surprised this happened and I'm just sad by it because it was such a quiet because gay marriage passed pretty quietly. Um, they did it. It did pass? Yeah, it passed about, I think they said like six months before the United States did. All of the uh, all of the argument, I, I thought it was interesting because all of the arguments against it were the same ones they were using here. Yeah. And nothing horrible has happened. But it's not about what's happening now. It's what happens when you die. Hey. Right. What's your soul going to be? Gotcha. You heathen. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. overlooked that little... <laughs> <laughs> that tiny detail. Have a conversation with any grandma, any Mexican grandma, and and insane theories start coming up about what will happen to your soul. Yeah, it's intense. Wow, and depressing. We should have a Mexican grandma on. Hey, abuelita, yeah. I got one one street over. Dude. We could. Nah. You, you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> it wouldn't go well. Uh, let's see. Oh, another Mexico story. Uh, Pemex tanker. Burgos caught fire in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, 168,000. It was carrying 168,000 barrels of gas and diesel. Mm. Um, oh God. Just a bomb on the sea. <laughs> I don't know exactly when it happened, but the sto- as the story was posted, they were still trying to put out the fire. Yeah. So. Oh, God. There's, a, there's an island of trash mm. out in the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. They're saying it's twice the size of Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
and I think it was on Radio Lab. These uh, scientists just try to follow a trail of certain trash. I distinctly remember Taco Bell being involved. I think it was like Taco Bell wrappers <laughs> because it, it like things will just fall off shipping containers right. and people mm-hmm. throw it away. But uh, since they're all similar densities, the currents will push things that are similar products together. Mm-hmm. So they just started following this trail and then they were out there for hours and they still couldn't see the end of it when they tur- decided to turn back. Because the trash... The plane was running out of gas. It was just too much. They couldn't handle it. They're just like, go back. And I think about all these oil spills and how little we know about the ocean. And it genuinely terrifies me. I I get obsessive about UFOs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But my biggest deal is I wish we'd spend way more resources trying to get people to the bottom of the ocean. I think that's where the real aliens and the real creatures are. Because it's insanity down there. Things that should not be are. <laughs> yeah. um, but then you mix in the oil and gasoline. Um, mm. And it, it sinks to the bottom. We're just waiting for Godzilla. At this we're, just, point. <laughs> we're just waiting. We're waiting to awaken something. Yeah. We're going to piss off some spirit. and. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Something's going to clean up this trash. <laughs> Get it together, humanity. We're working on it. Uh, I just just have this mental image, though, of these Taco Bell rappers migrating, like the saddest March of the Penguins thing ever. (laughs) Uh, I want to draw a picture of, like, Aquaman with a rapper over his head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Someone is is testing methods for taking down the entire internet, Um, possibly China. That means... (sighs) No, 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 no. You don't get to make a giant walk and try <laughs> to take down the internet. That's that's pro and anti-technology all in one country. Yeah. Um, so they've they've been testing uh, all email servers, mm. all like all the major dot coms, mm. uh, like every system, and it's like a large, large program. Mm. Uh, so that's the only reason they think it's either China or Russia. Wow. So, so basically they're just looking to someone needs to have the atomic bomb equivalent of for information that's, that's exactly what it was yeah. uh it was mentioned in the story that um if someone had nukes and they didn't want to use nukes what is the second most completely damaging weapon they could have and that's total information Shutting down the cat videos shut down <laughs> well no you're talking about banking systems yeah that means all our money's ones and zeros Mm-hmm. The the actual paper, I mean that it's and very don't limited. Don't know how to have paper filing systems anymore. We just don't. No, no, we have programs to sort out all of our data for us. We don't have that capacity. Uh, not on a large scale, certainly not. And trading, um, Wall Street trading happens by fractions of a second. Mm-hmm. There is a huge server room where the they realize that all the cords have to be the same size because there were. Uh, people doing trades uh, that kept missing out on all these huge amounts of money. And they realized the reason why is because their cord was an additional foot longer. So their... The competition was able to communicate a fraction of a second faster. To get those stocks. Right. So even then, like, they had to... And not only that, but they also had to make cables... To companies that are closer to New York, uh, their cables longer to compensate for companies that are out in L.A. Wow. Um, because they, 
that's how fast information has to travel. And I, oh my God, if you really want to ruin the world, just mess with the cables. That's why the the biggest <laughs> it's operators. Terrifying. It really is. The biggest uh, Wall Street operators were they're they're all congregated in that one area of mm. uh, Manhattan, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that information travels a shorter distance. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about how you guys are living, but like. For me personally, if someone were just like to wipe out all the computer systems, like that would free me just from a lot of debt. I was <laughs> That's the all same that would happen. Too. I was oh, thinking I'm, that too for a moment. I was like, it's I'm it's bad zero. for everybody. I'm but... at zero. It'd be yeah, the best fucking like, just until like went Capital to work One would nothing. go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Sweden uh, is melting down um, because. 55 areas in Swedish cities cannot be serviced by the police because of the, um, I guess, migrant uh, situation. Oh. There's, like, these pockets full of migrants that are, like, ridden with crime, like, you know, uh, theft, uh, rape, um, murder, uh, destruction of property, and they can't be addressed because it's too violent for these swedish cops to go in there they just get jesus what's wrecked uh, what's the newspaper that reported on this does it say we don't like to fact check on the show (laughs) so uh i don't really have an answer for that um i can there could definitely be a nationalist bent to this (laughs) that's true but i'm willing i'm willing to believe i'm willing to believe a lot of it um you they didn't ask to come here like i say here like I'm living in Sweden. Obviously, that's not the case. But a lot of these people have been traumatized. They lost their homes. They lost huge amounts of their family. They can't. They literally can't go back because they'll be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're stuck in this situation where you're not allowed to go forward, there's not an infrastructure for you to build a business, develop your home, get all your previous financial statements your property your family is not stable your kids are you lose everything shell-shocked you're gonna get some horrible shit out of it you just it you can't help it it's a huge opportunity for crime like right that that becomes the natural system of things when you can't there's no law in place yeah you can't combine desperation and poverty and not expect something to happen Mm mm-hmm I'm wondering why why they're so concentrated in these areas, though. Oh, they're not uh, allowed to leave. Oh. A lot of these areas, uh, refugee camps, there's uh, quite a few. Uh, this American Life did a, I think it was a two-parter, actually, um, where they went to two refugee camps in Greece, and they just, they couldn't leave. Like, they didn't, a lot of these people didn't even want to be in Greece. They had, like, family in other countries but there was a total shutdown. Once they arrived at Greece, they were told by immigration that um, certain countries could go ahead, but then even those stopped. Mm. And now you had tens of thousands of people just hanging out in literal tents yeah. just on the beach just because there's nowhere for them to go. Stadiums were completely filled up. Uh, an old, They said an old airport, an old Greece airport was also converted. It's just there's nowhere for them to go. Has the I I remember recently there was a fire in one of them like one of them completely burned. Mm-hmm. Has anything come of that oh, that you I guys know, know of? I, I haven't heard anything else no. about it. No. Okay. Um. 
going to research that because I might have fucked up there and <laughs> read something I'm that inclined, I should have noticed. Oh, I'm inclined to believe it. It's just I'm always a little cautious when it comes to international relations. I normally am, yeah. but uh, I'm in a, I was in a hurry today. <laughs> well, but I mean, and also like we, we encounter a lot of things like that because, you know, we, we do a lot of talking about conspiracies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we really have to like kind of like vet our sources a lot of times because like the the, the right wingers are getting creepy. Like very, very, you know, insidious. Oh, yeah. it's, and, it's and there's dark. insidiousness on both sides. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're the all propaganda is. It's, it's you, going so hard right now. It's yeah, amazing. It's crazy. I'm so excited for the next six months. Ugh. Shit is going to be crazy on television. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of yeah. wish I was in Cleveland for the end of the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there for uh, for the last presidential election, uh, doing some voter campaign awareness and getting people to the polls. Um, and while I was there, it just every radio station would play an ad every 30 seconds. Ugh. I mean, it was nonstop. Billboards everywhere, street signs everywhere, picket signs everywhere. And every door I went to to talk to somebody, a community member, they would just say, oh, yeah, we're you guys were already here last week. You guys were here two days ago. Right. And I would see flyers everywhere like, you poor souls. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't even, I, I don't. I don't even see the voter voter turnout being that massive. Do you? Not here, because what happens is you there's massive voter turnout for certain age groups. Young people just don't vote. They just don't. We're I don't know what the hell is going on because if anything, young people love to do is communicate and complain. Um, but the people who vote the most are usually uh, fifty and up. Mm. Um, they know the value of their vote and they they know the people that they're voting for um so they're they're just in it and so the majority of ads aren't focused on the young they're focused on the elderly not only not only that but you have channels like uh i i would guess uh fox news that are just turned on and fox news is the highest rated channel on television ever because, because old people like to sleep yeah, while they're they, watching it. They'll turn it on in the morning, mm-hmm. and that's it. Because mm-hmm. it's just a, an elaborate radio for them. Mm-hmm. And not to mention airports, hospitals, all these channels will be turned on Fox News. So they just have to cycle all this information over and over again just to fill airtime. Right. Um, and then they'll have pundits come on and talk about the news article and then they'll have an anchor that comes on after the pundits that, that that says some people are saying. Meanwhile, they're quoting the pundit that had the conversation about the news article that came before right. them. So it's like a snake eating itself, mm-hmm. and it just has this horrifying effect on, on the human psyche. Have you seen the outfoxed uh, documentary? I don't think I have. I was told to go watch it, and it was one of those, like, yes, I'm going to spend an hour watching this, really watching this. and then It's very interesting. Bob's uh, Burgers came up. And you, can ap- <laughs> and you can apply it to everything, because since Fox blew up, uh, a lot of cable news has adopted their way of working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, cool. it works yeah, wonderfully. Yeah, it does. Very interesting. You find your people, and then you blast them with information and mm-hmm. color. Just, yeah, like everybody's a baby now. There's so many moving objects on screen. Yeah, everything's breaking news too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like that scroll feed is nuts. Twenty four <laughs> hours a day. Wait, what? The, the scroll, scroll feed. Oh, the, the scroll. It sounded like yeah. you said scroll. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> the squirrel feed is hot with I these would old watch people. The squirrel feed. I would too, especially if we had breaking news. <laughs> There's uh on on Netflix, you know, they have the the Bob Ross Joy of Painting videos, mm-hmm. and uh, the very first episode has like a thing where uh, he's going to be doing a large part of the painting that's really boring to watch. So he switches over to this squirrel that he rescued. It's just like video of like him oh, feeding this baby squirrel. It's amazing. the most like entertaining like two minutes of television ever <laughs> and that was the first episode yeah right? it's the very first episode he's yeah. like yeah he, he knew that he was going to be blocking out a large area of color and it wasn't going to be very entertaining so he went over to this thing it, it was like <laughs> it's like zen master television it's beautiful yeah. i that's how i learned how to paint oh really yeah i didn't have i had crappy art classes growing up and yeah. then i learned how to paint from bob ross because he would just happy tree it up and mm. it's like oh i can happy tree anybody can happy tree I would always be so excited to run home and watch Bob Ross because I'm an 80-year-old child. <laughs> uh, we've got two more. You guys want to? Sure. <sighs> Jennifer Flowers is a hot topic right now mm-hmm. because apparently Trump threatened to have her at the debate what? with Hillary. Yeah, uh, because I guess... I guess Hillary said that she was going to have Mark Cuban sit in the front row. <laughs> and so Trump's response was to have Jennifer Flowers sit next to him. Wow. Um, Are people just not going to talk about his child rape lawsuit? We were talking he about brought this in the last episode. Last yeah. episode, <laughs> episode? Yeah. okay. I should have listened more thoroughly yeah, to it. Yeah, it's like... Ugh. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Would it even matter at this point? Would yeah, it, I don't think so. I, I really I just, don't. I mean, I, I re- yeah, we're we're flabbergasted. Um, just the fact that we do we even need to talk about that story? That's mm, no. Now that I say it out loud, it just becomes non non worthy. <laughs> yeah, and it, from what I remember, Jennifer Flowers didn't she also sue Bill Clinton? Mm-hmm. Um, because you, God, it's everybody's gross. <laughs> <laughs> can't even finish the sentence it's just there's so much abuse of power and the higher you go up the more abuse you're gonna see and everybody i remember last year saying uh not last year but the last presidential election i remember people saying this is one of the dirtiest elections it's like Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is baby candy Mm -hmm. we have a mormon and a guy everybody likes yeah Mm -hmm. or they like a little less than they did four years ago right Mm -hmm. because it turns out he's not a messiah Right. I'm sorry. Um, but this one, this election is so insidious. He's, he he really is amazing at not giving a shit. <laughs> he doesn't care. Like, there's so many photos of him. Basically, looks like he's making out with his own daughter. Yeah. Owns up to it. Admits that he would sleep with her if he wasn't his daughter. Calls women pigs. Just hauls out his housekeeper to get her to yell how much she loves him Ugh. throws money he once balled up a hundred dollar bill and threw it at somebody's face <laughs> i can't and at that point it's like am i even mad at you anymore i don't even know how it's, i it's feel like about you're talking anything. about a rich kenny powers or something. <laughs> he's like bill murray playing a villain or Jesus something. Christ. <laughs> and then you have hillary clinton who is it's just like the smart girl in the class going come on yeah, she's insanely smart. She has been in more political positions than any opponent that's come up. She knows the system perfectly. She pretty much was the right-hand man of, of Bill Clinton. I would wager that they had an open marriage. Because there's no way she didn't know about any of these affairs. I, I think if the only time she would have ever divorced him would just to be for the convenience 
the inconvenience that he brought on. Mm-hmm. But you know, she she's smart. She's just smart and she's capable. So let's just stop pretending that politics isn't full of garbage people and just move forward. And the thing about the the presidential election <laughs> She's the top of the garbage. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. She's waving her little Taco Bell Taco flag. Bell flag. <laughs> oh man. The queen of shit mountain. But it, you she's know, riding the garbage island on Aquaman's back. <laughs> People call so much attention to the presidential election, but the truth is, the majority of everyday life is affected by your judges, your local city council, your the people who are your state representatives, your violent cops, <laughs> your violent cops, uh, your your commissioner. Mm-hmm. These are the people who dictate your lives. They're right here all the time. And yeah, maybe the president can make these huge sweeping declarations, but who gives a shit? Like in terms of the day-to-day life, they they don't make the impact in your life. It's your local it's your local organization. That's why I'm going to kill one of the DMV people and take <laughs> your place. <laughs> Boom. Uh, we got one more story of Pie Pizza located at 181 Heights Ooh. Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77007. Um... Brennan, you want to take this? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I guess you took part in the uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of key, the keyboard beating yeah. of someone's kind of uh, kind of got into that shit storm. Didn't head I? and shoulders. Yeah. So uh, apparently, uh, you know, the the brick and mortar store Pie Pizza finally opened up recently, and everybody's very excited. Yay! And I guess there were some open carry enthusiasts that had that decided to come into the restaurant and uh, you know assert their second amendment right at everyone. And the owner uh, told them to fuck off. He didn't want their money and leave. Which, according to the way the way, the way that the law is written, in did Texas, he really say that though? Well, I, I mean, that's that's just that's everything that I saw. I mean, it's, it, this was the internet. But so. he, you're not quoting the owner of the no, no, I, no. I I don't know. He probably said, "Sir, uh, I'd rather you not open carry in my establishment. Could you please go mm. outside and leave your car, your gun behind?" I mean, personally, I could see it going going either way, but you know. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, these all these like you know gun nut guys decided to go on Facebook and write a one star review for his restaurant, and you know just basically trying to damage his reputation before he even really gets going. Mm-hmm. So you know there was just a back and forth of you know people that are like, why are you doing this? This is just a restaurant. You know, leave your gun at home, which is which I would think would be the sane you know approach to take to it, but it's neither here nor there. And uh, yeah, it just turned into this whole big shit storm and. Now everybody's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Some people aren't that mad. They're they're kind of having fun with it. Yeah. Um, it's fun to debate people that are stupid. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> it's is. like it really shooting is. fish in a barrel. I mean, uh, dude, if you w- if you go there, chances are you have a glove compartment. Mm-hmm. If you really want to try this place out, put your gun in the glove compartment, lock it, go inside, have a pizza, pizza. Try not to think about that your life could end at any second. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever left your phone at home? <laughs> I think that's I think that's kind of what it feels yeah, that's like. That's probably kind of how they feel. You know what? That's that's a legitimate argument right there. That, I think you finally cracked Separation the Separation anxiety. He's, yeah. like, he's got yeah. it taped in his hand. It's like, this is a medical issue. Yeah. It's like, well, what if my kid needs help? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I was one of the people who, because they did ask people to post a five-star review right. in order to combat it. And I was I, I was happy to do so because right. I've had their pizza and their pizza is fucking amazing. It really is. And the box art is fun. And I haven't been to the, to the brick and mortar place, but I remember getting from their food truck and... I I don't know them very well, but I have met the owner a couple of times and just hard worker, sweet guy. It's like, yeah, you get five stars. You're living your dreams and you make good food. Um, and a lot of these responses were just from people who were like, I will never yeah. give them my money because I'm just trying to protect this country. <laughs> and if you can't handle that, you don't deserve to be here. It's like, dude, it's fucking pizza. <laughs> Nobody needs. Rev- that's not a review. <laughs> This isn't your job. There's literally a job to do this. Right. People in out of state are leaving reviews. It's hilarious. Oh, it's a stupid internet. It's but, so dumb. I mean, this is going to blow over. It you know? is. Oh, I mean, yeah. anybody that like know anybody that would know to go there, you know, most people are not going to go by the Facebook review anyway, right. or the Yelp review or whatever. That's fucking old school. Yeah. I mean, that, way of thinking. That, that's just like, you know, that's going to keep maybe old people mm-hmm. from going. You know, or people from out of town, and you know what? If you're from out of town, you're gonna be here for a little while. You're gonna find out about it anyway, and realize those people are stupid. Yeah. So I don't know. And if you hear the story, just it makes me want to go more. Right. Right. It's like, oh, you told a bunch of people, and now a bunch of people are being crybabies outside in on your parking lot. I want to go look at the crybabies and and eat my pizza and stare at them. And (laughs) the most delicious pizza I had, like they had one with blackberries on it. I think it's Mm. called the Sergeant Pepper. Mm. So good. So good. Big fan of the 420 slice. Oh, that's legit. Yeah. And all this free advertising. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> I mean, he's got to be. I think they call that the Streisand effect. The Streisand <laughs> really? effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lawsuit that um, Barbara Streisand. Uh, so Google Maps was showing houses, and they showed a house, her house, which was on a cliff overlooking the ocean. And apparently, there's some. I don't know what it was, but she wanted the photo taken down. And they said, look, it's it's public. You're out. Your house is in public. And we didn't even say it was your house. This is just this is Google Maps. What do you want? Right. But she wanted it taken down. And then Reddit caught wind of this and just started posting her house everywhere. Holy and shit. And then 4chan started making memes of it. And God then, damn it. And 4chan. Like, it's like that Beyonce photo. Yeah. And it just started... Just escalating, and now I know exactly how Barbara Streisand's house looks like. <laughs> but they call that the the Streisand effect. Huh. Uh, when you try to suppress uh, something through either legal or just bullying actions, and because you're being such an asshole, everybody knows about them, and they love them now. Wow. And you suck, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that's it for the news. We got some uh, murder and mayhem. Sweet. Yeah, sure. Murder and mayhem. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're not doing Dean Coral this week. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm kind of regretting that now because like, I was halfway prepared, but I was like, you know what? This, we have a stranger coming to a house in Pasadena. They probably don't want to hear the story of Dean Coral. So you should have looked me up. Yeah, maybe I, sh- I really should have. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, so instead, I'm going to do this. Uh, this is just kind of one of those. Uh, it's just a, a, a situation that just should not have happened for any reason. It's It's... One of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Um, it, it, this took place uh, in New Orleans in 1985. This is more of in the mayhem. Yeah, category. this is definitely more in the mayhem category than the murder. But uh, so if 
if you know anything about New Orleans in the early 80s, uh, crime was really, really terrible. Uh, this is like, you know, kind of the, the dawn of the crack cocaine epidemic. You know, nobody really knew what to do with that. So, uh, you know, like all the all the city's parks were primarily in areas that were, uh, you know, poor neighborhoods. So they were just they were just riddled with, you know, crime and drugs. And, you know, over the course of a couple of years, they kind of gone downhill a little bit. So um, finally, uh, the situation kind of came to a head in uh, 1984. They had uh, three drowning deaths at this one public pool. It was like the primary public pool in the city, like three times in a year. And finally, they were just like, OK, enough's enough. We're going to do something about this. We're at least going to start maintaining the parks. We're going to try to at least keep people from drowning in the pool if we can <laughs> do that. Aim high. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a start. So they worked really hard. They established all these new programs. They're going to start, you know, really getting after it and trying to, you know, just make these communities better. And, you know, over the course of the year, they made huge strides. Like it was just night and day. You know, people started going to the parks again. People felt safe like they could do it. Um you know, people were drowning, but they weren't dying. No, people were, people were no, there were no more drownings. Like there were zero incidents. Like, like they, they'd had like an impeccable year and like, you know, people, you could see it in the communities. Like the, it was just clearly better, you know, and everybody was really, really excited about that. So the people that worked for the parks department decided they're going to throw a party. So at this, at the, at the new pool that they Brent, you know, just refurbished and made it all nice. And finally enter, what is his name? Uh, I'm sorry. I lost my phone. Uh, Jerome Moody. Okay. So. They finally had a year of no drownings, no incidents, a brand new, you know, pool had been built, brand new parks. Everybody's really excited. They're going to have this big kickoff and just, you know, the entire staff of the parks department was there. Jerome Moody drowned in the swimming pool with four. God damn it, Jerome. <laughs> with 200 people in attendance, four lifeguards on duty. And of those 200 people, over 100 were lifeguards. What? He somehow found a way. <laughs> they like, said they couldn't be me, done. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, heading to the deep end. Fuck yeah, he, he, they, the guy drowned in the deep end of the pool. Like, how... Did he die? He died. No, dive into oh. the... Like, <laughs> oh, that's just, did he die? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, nobody can explain how he died. What? That was murder, man. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Some yep. lifeguard had a beef with that guy. It just, like, I picture this man being the most annoying man in the world. <laughs> just this high-pitched, he's like, hey, Urkel-like uh, voice. That suddenly was quiet, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's such a nice party." <laughs> Are you gonna get him? Mm-mm. No, nope. Like, how do you even do that, though? Uh, did oh what? <laughs> I mean, four lifeguards on duty. You know, at least two were in the deep end. A hundred in attendance. Like, I can't even wrap my head around how that could possibly even happen. Because I mean, people, other people were in the pool as well. The poor host at the party. What if there? How many people were in the pool though? If it was just one, that would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't really find any more information on, like, how many people were at the pool. How, but, yeah, 200 people in attendance. And, like, like even if none of these people were lifeguards, there were 200 people there. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody jumped in to save it. That's crazy. I always get these anxiety attacks. Not anxiety attacks, but I get very anxious when I see these videos. Uh, I think they're mostly from Japan and China of water parks where it is a wave pool. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's jam-packed with humanity you don't even see the water all you see are flotation devices and people's heads black heads. Just little black hair oh, yeah. just little black hair it's just and then you see a wave come through and it's just a sea of humanity just bobbing up and down and somehow these people managed to drown less <laughs> ever seen one of those people drowned less than jerome moody <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That was, that was a good one, Brennan. I like that. Well, yeah. it was last minute. I had to pull it out because of the Dean Coral murder story. Mm-hmm. 
I would love to take a tour. I would love to be one of those assholes. It's like waving at the family. It's like, did you know people died there? There's we, a shed behind your house. Yeah. You want to talk about your shed? <laughs> That's a good idea. See, I always wanted to do a Pasadena bus tour. And we could probably do that. This place is horrifying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I drove past some of the refineries coming here uh-huh. and there was a moment where i i thought i smelled like a ton of pot because i went to college i know what's up <laughs> and you didn't roll in with the windows down did you uh, no they were no, completely up but i smelled like the smell that smelled like pot mm. and i was like what is this and it hit me and then your eyes started like, burning no no it's like this smells like pot but i was <gasps> That's why they call it sour diesel. And I got really excited out of myself. <laughs> and then I was very angry because I was like, oh, this smells like sour yeah. diesel. <laughs> smells like the Goodyear plant. Oh, man. Uh, Things are on fire around here all yeah. the time. Pro tip, don't come don't come to Pasadena at night yeah, with the at, windows down. After 8 p.m. Yeah. Oh, boy. You'll, uh, you're, you're, you're coming I, home with eyes, a rash. nose, and throat will start burning. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't My drive through green gas. Around here. What's that? My niece and nephew live around here. Oh, really? I was. I worry for them. It's a fun place to live. Yeah. <laughs> and to grow up. Uh, here we go. Okay, Mike Rodriguez asks, uh, "What, in your opinion, makes for a better conspiracy theory: the subject matter, the claim, or the amount of evidence to support the claim?" Hmm. Um, better as in more entertaining. Yeah, I would say the subject matter. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, it's it's more fun uh, yeah. than trying to figure out the actual proof of things. Hmm. There's so many insane conspiracies that are true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Project MK Ultra, mm-hmm. um, the syphilis epidemic that was given to the Afri- African American community. Um other uh let's see the, the tuskegee project like there's so many real insane conspiracies i really like the facts because oftentimes the facts are just make it crazier that right thing. yeah this somehow all came together and everybody agreed on it mm-hmm. it's like yeah this is a great idea let's let's go forward i'll get the blueprints you make the scheduling. We're gonna make this <laughs> right. happen. All the, the conspiracies you just mentioned were like from the sixties, right? Um, or, MK Ultra was like the fifties. MK yeah. Ultra was uh, late. No, I would say it even went into the sixties, maybe even early seventies, because that had a lot to do with LSD. Testing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, the point I was trying to make was that was when people trusted the government more. Right. Ooh. I think. Yeah. I'm. I'm sure you can still do it. I'm sure there's like. There, I'm sure there was you're going to no get something horrible, horrible that's going to come out of the military that's going to be just classified in 20 years right after 9-11. Just like, hey, you're patriotic. Come with us. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You got one, Brendan? Uh, yeah. Okay. This is from Mike Juarez. Uh, the question is, if Trump wins, what kind of Mad Max factions will develop in the USA? What kind of Hillary wins? Ooh. Yeah. Um... I don't know, but I think the Pokemon Go hunters are going to be the ones that survive. I'm thinking more along the lines of gun people and dead people. <laughs> <laughs> well, the gun people, I don't know. I, I think the gun people will end up killing themselves. You think so? Yeah. If it's Trump, comedians are going to have a huge resurgence because the amount of material is going to skyrocket. Yeah. If it's Clinton, it's going to be NPR fanatics. But they're going to be real mellow about it, so nobody's going to notice. <laughs> 
I'm just imagining I these. I think comedy is going to resurge no matter what. I <laughs> yeah. mean, uh, we've had eight years of not too much presidential comedy. Yeah. yeah. Nothing that's funny anyway. He's yeah. so chill. Yeah. His wife He's is He's very low key. Yeah. On his murdering. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he uses drones. Yeah. Right. He doesn't have to do it in person. We got anything else? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Jason Cowan asks, am I less of a man because I've categorically switched to boneless wings when I watch football? Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. That's it for friend questions. Uh, let's go to some tinfoil tire. <laughs> UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's Tenfold Tirade is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star is not ashamed to be connected with this segment in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Why would they be? I don't know. We're, well, we might we might figure that out. Um, <sighs> LoneStarButtons.com is owned by Adam Stimpy Jones. He will make your custom button design a reality. Um, he offers his products. At a reasonable cost in multiple sizes and shapes. So he's got tons of experience and he's easy to work with. You can email that mofo at info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call him old school like at 281-798-1996. Uh, mention Revenge of the World and he'll throw in some extra buttons for you. Which is a good deal because he's already got 1998 prices. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the best deal you're probably going to get. Um, today's tenfold tirade... Is the secret space program the secret? <laughs> God damn it! Your eyes got so gli- <laughs> glimmery, like that is the most expressive I've seen you since I came here. I uh, it's the only thing that brings him any joy. I love tenfold tirade. If it were, if it was just me on the show, it'd probably be all tinfoil. The show tirade. would be called tinfoil tirade. <laughs> yeah, um, I love the topic of the secret space program because it is so unknown. Like there, there's black budget projects right. for the United States that nobody knows about. There's rumors, um, but there's no concrete evidence whatsoever. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to like uh, UFOs and stuff like that. And the closest thing to any evidence of a secret space program um, was from I believe his name was Terrence Mc- Terrence McKenna. Is that his name? No, I don't think it was Terrence McKenna. Is that the LSD guy? Yeah. God damn. Uh, <laughs> can't remember his name. Anyway, he he broke in. He hacked some uh, NASA computers, and he swears that there are there's a list of off-world astronauts. Right. And also... Um, We've talked about this guy's name. I'm sorry. I want to look him up. I don't know, but he was the U.S. wanted to extradite him mm-hmm. from the U.K. and the U.K. wouldn't let him go over because he has Aspergers, right? And you know how they are over there; <laughs> they're like all concerned Fine. about people. <laughs> Human. Uh, Gary McKinnon. Gary McKinnon. That's ah, pretty close. That's close. Yeah. 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 Um. So anyway, he he hacks uh some. NASA computers, and I don't know. I, I want to believe him. Right. I want to, but I don't know. There's not enough. I mean, it's just one one guy's word. Right. You know? So I don't know if he's bullshitting or, you know, 
he's a crackpot like a lot of people in the UFO community turn out to be. Well, like, wasn't the primary uh, evidence like some sort of like anti-gravity vehicle or something like that that was in that video that you sent me? Yeah, well, the video that I sent you was um, talking about all this advanced technology that's improved since the 60s. Mm. And they were comparing the rockets of the 60s to the rockets of today and nothing's changed. Right. Um, I mean, he says that there's a secret space battalion. Yeah. In space. Right. uh, And that... There is lists of non-terrestrial officers, so basically we have aliens under the American flag, where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> we got their first China, na-na-na-na. <laughs> um, we got the walk, but we got the aliens. I do know that there was a discussion of military budgeting about 10 years ago, where they were discussing overspending, because it was so obvious, there was like all these black projects mm. going on. Because they would find toilet, purchase of toilet, Mm $35,000. Hammer, Mm $18,000. It's like, what? That's fraud. Someone's (laughs) pocketing that money. This is going somewhere. In the last year, we just had $6.5 disappear from the Pentagon budget. Thirteen. Oh, it's thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Trillion. I thought it was... Unaccounted for. How do you even... How do you even... That's the thing. We say these numbers, billion, trillion, but a trillion... Is multiple billions. Yeah. And a billion thousand billion. Is a thousand billion. <laughs> Thirteen thousand billion. And a billion is a thousand million. Yeah. So what is that? A hundred thousand million for a trillion? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like a Sagan amount of money yeah. is just, just gone. Just gone somewhere to somebody's pocket, somebody's bank account. Well, I joked last episode that uh, it takes a lot of money to divert an asteroid from the earth it's true uh <laughs> and there was Chevy cost money. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh also um shit i can't remember the guy's name but the uh former head of skunk works joked that we mm. i guess america can send et home we have the capabilities wow and i mean people joke around like that but it really just adds fuel to the imagination. Mm. We, we've long neglected the NASA program, and I do lament the death of the NASA program. Mm. We have pulled back of what we're capable of doing in space and what it takes to get there. It's, I think they said it's going to take two years just to travel to NASA, uh, to Mars, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would like to build a colony on Mars to help facilitate travel to uh, other planets, but they also want to put one on the moon to help that travel to other planets. And you see all these old magazines, this uh, retro futurism of just satellites and orbiting planets, and there's mm-hmm. whole cities mm-hmm. in there, and you know everybody's wearing jumpsuits, and it's like everything's clean, and your wife is still in the kitchen, and there's just. <laughs> There's just this fantastic hope for the future, and now like the best we got is maybe we have an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Like, let's dream bigger. Let's go back. Let's. Uh, there's so. There's gotta be. There's gotta be a dirty scientist out there doing horrible experiments that we can get. <laughs> yeah, and it makes aim man, higher. <laughs> if I were. Uh... Who who does Virgin Galactic? 
Oh. Uh, Branson? Branson. Yeah. If I were Branson, I'd be so pissed if I thought for a second that we were already having fleets in space because he's spending all of his money on <laughs> right. getting a rocket that goes into mm. orbit. Well, Elon I picture Musk too. this kid Elon trying Musk to too, yeah. build a ladder to get to somebody else's treehouse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just, I want to be there so bad. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Well, that's it for the show. Um, Brenda, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I guess just see us on the Mockingbird Network, uh, MockingbirdNetwork.com, and you can find us on Facebook. There's about eight different shows. I just did an episode about Doc Ellis yesterday, so you get to hear me yell, loudly yell about Doc Ellis along with Antoine Colbreth and, of course, the hosts, uh, Josh Brokaw and Daniel Herman. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was that eighth wonder, and it should be released sometime this week. Uh, and just... Check out all the shows. I'm always excited to hear what Houston has to say. Awesome. Uh, Brennan, you want to throw out our social medias? Yeah, let's see. Uh, we got our Twitter. It's at ROTW Podcast. Uh, our Instagram, at Revenge of the World. Uh, we have our Facebook page. We have our website, uh, revengeoftheworld.com, where you will be able to find all of these things. And revengeoftheworld.threadless.com oh, yeah. for our podcast-related and other related t-shirts. Sweet. Um. Yeah. Brenda, it was great having you. Oh, it was yeah. great being here. A lot here. of fun. Had a blast. Yeah, Lots this, of laughs. This room is amazing. I'm glad to be here just to be in this room. Oh, thank you. <laughs> fuck the people in it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Gently go fuck someone. <laughs>